Andres Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. I am your host, Andres Segovia. In this episode, we are kicking off the course study in the world of real estate. We're going to dive into the behind the scenes, the intricacies of what goes into a transaction. What are the pieces and the parts and the things that move when you consummate a transaction that generally speaking is probably the most important decision and the largest financial decision you make in your life. And that is, of course, your purchase of real estate. So this class is called Real Estate 101 the basics of course as i was working the syllabus for this class i was trying really to think what are the fundamental things that i can kick this series off with and it finally dawned upon me the real estate professional uh, for most people they already look for houses online so they already have an idea of what to look for but what they don't know is how to go about it and there's a misunderstanding i feel when it comes to the real estate professional and in this series we're going to talk about just that we're going to talk about what are the ins and out of a transaction and what the role of the real estate broker is in said transaction because every now and then you're going to hear negative news about the professional real estate agent and just to clarify i am using agent and broker interchangeably here uh, because in the world of real estate it is technically the same thing it's just that there are sales agents that work for brokers brokers in the eyes of the the law here in the state look at the brokers as the sales agents confusing i know but uh, we try to save you the headache by just saying that we're a realtor most of everybody tends to hear the negative news. They don't really hear the positives about it. They hear, oh, so-and-so got sued for XYZ reason. Even if the broker wins that case, they're just going to hear that so-and-so got sued. You know, it's like, okay, another brokerage is being taken to task. So we hear more of the negative news. And then we hear articles like this. On March 3rd of this year, the Wall Street Journal published an opinion editorial. Now, just to be clear, this is not the Wall Street Journal's editors and writers pr producing this article it is a contribution from someone outside that's publishing on the platform that is the wall street journal to reach a wide audience so this article is titled when you buy or sell a home reality bites now i'm going to read to you some of the highlights of this article because whoever wrote this article really hates traditional brokers this is at five to six percent of a transaction value that's usually the commission fee charged by a brokerage five to six percent of a transaction a typical transaction such as a regular sell, the U.S. broker fees are significantly higher than those paid elsewhere in the developed world. The high fees might make sense if residential realtors always offered an extremely valuable service, but according to the National Association of Realtors itself, most buyers do the work themselves, spending months on the internet identifying attractive neighborhoods and homes before calling a real estate agent simply to open the door. The article concludes with this, technology like Zillow is here to stay no matter what realtors do, but they'll work hard, they being realtors, will work hard to slow down innovative technologies and business models that undercut their cartel. Consumers over the past decade have grown comfortable conducting even the most sensitive transactions online, from banking to executing legal documents. It's time for the revolution in residential real estate to come to fruition. The cartel part that they're referring to here is that they're claiming there's an anti-competitive practice 
when you're house hunting, there's certain information about houses that's only accessible to a licensed professional and that is paying association dues that is then given access to what is called the multi-listing service or better known as the MLS. All the information for that house is going to be found on the MLS, but you, not just anybody can go in there to look at it. You need a licensed broker that has access via association dues to read that information. Whoever wrote this article obviously doesn't, and they're complaining about it. Now, on its face, it sounds like this is a buyer or seller making these claims, but since you're talking about specific industry techniques, I realize that whoever wrote this article is actually someone involved in the industry. The National Association of Realtors obviously slammed the opinion editorial that was published on the Wall Street Journal, and they defended the realtor's value. Here is what the NAR, as they're known, responded with. Realtors help people buy and sell hundreds of homes over the course of their careers, giving them unparalleled knowledge of local market conditions. This is why a majority of home buyers and sellers rely on realtors for guidance when it comes to navigating the complexities of a real estate transaction. Even as technology leads to evolutions in our industry, realtors are helping to drive technological innovations that ensure consumers are in the best possible position as they embark on the most intricate and impactful financial decisions of their lives. As the nation's Foremost advocates for private property rights, no one has more to lose from a compromised housing industry than our members and their millions upon millions of clients. Ultimately, we recognize that every house and every neighborhood is unique. And with these great advancements of technology, consumers across America still choose to hire real estate professionals to help them buy and sell their homes. Now, I admit I was offended by that article when I first read it. And when I did more research and I found out who wrote it, um, I felt a little better about my position. But still, the article raises up a valid point that there's a general consensus out there among people that say that there really isn't much of a role for an agent nowadays with technology being so advanced that the consumer is doing a lot of the legwork. There is truth to what is being said there. If you rely on the internet, you're probably buying everything on the internet without ever having seen it. The logical next step is homes. And this article calling us out as the traditional brokers and stuff, calling us out that we don't bring value other than just opening a door is completely false. But I won't blame people for thinking that way. Because there are people that think that we're just in it for the commission. Oh, yeah, the agent just wants the commission. I've heard the horror stories. So I have clients coming up to me telling me, he's like, I don't know if I could trust you, Andres. The last agent I worked with took my money and ran away with it. It's like, what do you mean took your money and ran away with it? Well, I gave him a deposit uh, to, to sell my home, and he ran away with it. He said he needed it for advertising the property. And like, well, what did you give him? Thousands. I'm like, I, I, that's just mind-boggling. Like, what? What are you talking about? And there are people that fall prey to these practices because they are not aware of how real estate should be conducted. Look, we as agents, whether we're in the buying side or the selling side, do not get a penny until after our brokerage receives the proceeds after escrow has closed. So no, we do not get paid ahead of time. We have to work hard to earn that commission. All our money that goes into performing the transaction, we have to somehow get it back and that's via the commission check that arrives to our brokerage. And if we don't close that deal, we can't recover those expenses. So that is the truth about how we 
get paid. Hearing these stories of people being suckered into giving money to the agents ahead of time, most of those that I've spoken to are immigrants, and that is unfortunate. So that means someone is doing a disservice to scam people that really want to invest in American real estate and are finding themselves in the hole because someone's running away with their money. It is tragic, it's sad, and it's got to stop. And if you know somebody that's doing that, I encourage you, report them to the real estate bureau or the Department of Real Estate, whatever they call themselves as of this recording, and also the police because they are stealing and giving a bad name to those of us that are honestly and earnestly working to earn a living. So on that note, let me tell you what goes into a transaction and how the real estate professional fits in. Because I'm, if you're a seller, and maybe you heard it from other sellers yourself that people are looking to sell, and they want to circumvent having to pay a transaction, they will do something that's called for sale by owner. Why would they do that? Because they don't want to have to pay the commission fee. And that's just it. The people think that, oh, we're just there to put up a sign and then open the door and then that's it. So let me give you the behind the scenes of the general players that go into a transaction and what the real estate professional's role is in said transaction. All right. We have the buyer, we have the seller, of course. Now you can't have one without the other. And the seller could have an agent, the buyer could have an agent. So now that means we have two parties, but four individuals. Am I correct? Yes, because we have two agents and a buyer and a seller. That's four individuals, but two parties. Now, if they agree on an offer, they open what is called escrow. Escrow is the independent agent for basically both the seller and the buyer. They're not working for either or. Their interest is to make sure that all the information that either party is providing is right. And they will also calculate the finances. From the buyer's side, we have what is called the lender, duh, the one that's coming in with the money. And of course, this is assuming this is not a cash deal because then the bank is out of the picture altogether. But the general practice is that there usually is a lender. So when a lender is involved, they're technically the buyer as well. So they have certain conditions that need to be met in order for them to release the money to the buyer for escrow to then transfer to the seller. Okay. All right. So now we have the bank involved, aka the lender. And then we have what is called title. Title is something that's typically required in a transaction via the bank. They make sure that the title to a piece of real estate is legitimate and then issues title insurance for that property. Title insurance protects the lender and or owner against lawsuits or claims against the property that result from disputes over title. Now we have an appraiser. An appraiser is an independent agent outside of the bank that evaluates the property on behalf of the buyer. The buyer, not the seller. Because the seller, with their agent, put the house up to, for sale for a specified amount of money. The bank, via you that made the offer, is trying to confirm that there is truth to that. So there's an independent agent called the appraiser that goes out to verify whether or not the seller is overpricing his house or is along the same ballpark of other properties in the area. And the buyer usually brings two more individuals into the picture. That is called the home inspector, the one that prepares the report of repairs or the condition of the house for the buyer and the termite company. Okay, so you have all of these different individual major players. Mind you, there could be more added to this list, but these are the major players in a typical transaction, okay? So if we have all these major players, what is the overall role of the real estate professional in this picture? Look, for brokers on the seller side of things, it's our job to market everything and make sure this property is in escrow ASAP because every time time is lost, is money lost to the seller. And of course, the sooner we close this, the best we can maximize the return on investment for everybody involved. Once we are in escrow, 
it is in our best interest to make sure the escrow officer is doing her job, title is falling in line, that the appraiser is arriving on time, even though they're not our side, it's the buyer's side. We got to make sure the buyer's agent is doing their job as well. And so goes with the other side, that the buyer's agent now has to be responsible for all these other things and make sure that they're in line and that the seller's agent is also doing their part because there is something called contingency period. The contingency period happens after the negotiations. Once we've agreed, we move into a contingency period. We open escrow and generally speaking, we have about 17 days to check off the list of so many things that need to get done. Otherwise, we start falling behind and we could be in trouble in the eyes of the law by simple virtue of missing out on something. You open escrow, that deposit better be in in three days or less. There's a lot of different things happening here that agents that are professional and up-to-date on their rules need to be uh, paying attention to because if they screw up on any little thing, even if they miss a dot on their eye or didn't cross their T, it can mean a lot of bad things for them in the long run. So we have to make sure that we're supervising, literally micromanaging the transaction to make sure it's going forward. And in a perfect world, both the buyer's agent and the seller's agent will work in tandem together to get this thing closed. That is what we do as a whole. Now, I still say we can bring more value to our profession because to some people, it's not enough to justify the 5 to 6% that they're making on a commission. Now, let me just be clear. I said there's two agents. So does that mean that the commission fee is 10%? No, 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 not at all. The commission rate that's usually paid out is agreed upon with the seller and the seller's agent. Then the seller and the seller's agent talk about how much of this am I paying the other side if they if another agent brings in the buyer and not me. Well, you either split it on the middle or you could possibly be giving a bigger piece of the pie of that commission to the other side. The commission fee is not set in stone, but how do we as brokers and professionals in our industry convince others of our worth? Everything I just mentioned is the expected role of us, but what can we do to add value to our profession? We are professionals in our industry, and if we're farming a specific area, we should be authorities in that area. It's our knowledge of the neighborhoods that adds value to that. So when someone comes to you, whether they're selling or buying, says, look, I don't know if I should buy in this area, you come with that wealth of knowledge. The consumer can very well do all the house hunting online, but with all that data and they can't make sense of it, but you can because you're the expert in that area, you just added value to your profession. If someone is selling, it's like, well, I don't know how much you can go for it. Well, you can easily do a comparative market analysis with tools available to you, but you can also go beyond by knowing your market. So then when you're having that conversation and they're asking specific questions, you can get into detail about it so you can prove to your client that you know this area. That's adding value to that. Instead of relying on your laurels and using the tools and say, oh yeah, yeah, I can calculate this for you, but you don't know what you're talking about. You're just relying on numbers that can be misrepresented or can be out of date. You need to be studious on your side. Look, ladies and gentlemen, our profession, every single aspect of this from title, escrow, and the agents, we all need licenses. 
we also have to be up to date with rules and regulations because they're changing every single year. And as brokers, we have to know the main parts about an escrow. Same thing with title. We're not entitled, but we have to know. Just like about appraisal. We don't do appraisal, but we practice something similar to that when we do a comparative market analysis. So we have to know how to read this data. So yes, there's value in what we do. And we can also raise our game. Let me tell you how we at Mark One Real Estate add value to our profession via a program that we call the Mark One Wealth Academy. The Mark One Wealth Academy is basically your road to wealth. And I don't want you to take it the wrong way. It's like, oh my gosh, get rich quick. It's not even one of those, okay? Because you always hear about that. A lot of people go to these seminars about flipping property and getting rich quick in real estate, and it never materializes for them. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about building a financial plan for your life to achieve financial freedom via real estate. So in this case, it's a longer game than the get rich quick. And that's the whole point. Because via this, you can reach retirement and have property working for you to pay your retirement. How would you like that, that your property pays you instead of you paying your property? You can find that via real estate. And these are one of the tools that will show you how via Mark One Wealth Academy. You can start off with relatively small to none to invest into real estate, but how do you go about it? So whether you own property, you don't own a property, Mark One Wealth Academy has the tools to show you how you can build that wealth. And you can email me at andres at segoviares.com. That's andres at segoviares.com. Com, email me that you're interested about this or let me know that you want to be put on the list to find out when there's a presentation coming to your area. It's free of charge for you to attend. A lot of information there and it's information that will only impart to those that are interested in this because it's a lot of information to go over. But once you see the math, once you realize that this is true and you could also calculate on your own, then you realize, wow, there's something here. And yes, there is something there. It's via real estate and your path to wealth goes through the Mark One Wealth Academy. This is not a get rich scheme. There's not a pyramid scheme. This is true financial advice that has been proven to work for centuries via real estate. And I'm excited to share all that with you. So remember, you can reach me via Andres at SegoviaRES.com. You can call me at 714-512-2041. And my real estate license number is 01909449 because that will tell you that I am a licensed broker and you can hold me to task. And after imparting all this information, that's what I wanted to get to. That, look, I'm not trying to thump my chest here or anything of the sort uh, you probably for those of you that don't know me don't know like well how can we trust andres to deliver on his promises and that's just it via my profession i, I was courted before even graduating from companies to work here and there because my, my work ethics surpassed my reputation um they they knew my character this is that i have great potential they saw it and when i chose to work in the family business instead of going to the bigger money draw companies uh, they were a little disappointed but they never stopped courting me and on top of that other companies started picking up on me via our relationships and started courting me to go to their companies because they saw what I was doing and accomplishing in the family business to be able to oversee 33% year over year growth in the company and being able to create something sustainable so then like he's doing something right and being able to administrate a company I was never drawn by those others it didn't matter how many carrot on a stick that dangled over my head I had a mission that I set out to do and I never cease on achieving the goal when I set my eyes upon it. It's like, this is a goal. I got to do it. It's my responsibility is bestowed upon me. That is my work ethic. And I've proven it via real estate to the point where I've been called the honest broker. And in our industry, that sounds so silly, but at the same time, it's like, I was very humbled by that. And I never, I never publicized that because I don't want to, you know, like 
come across as conceited or anything of the sort. Cause that, that is not me. I'm, I've never been about that. But as time wore on and I heard it from someone else, and then when I was gonna do the show, my brother even brought it up. It's like, hey man, you're the honest broker. I had the humility not to think about that as something that would make me like sound like a marketing tool. But no, that's something that I've learned to embrace, just like I am doing with the show. That I have an influencer role via YouTube, via my profession, and now I'm embracing that responsibility to then be able to make an impact on other people's lives. So when you hear me say that I'm the honest broker, I'm not doing that as a form of conceitedness. I'm doing that more as an honorary title that's been bestowed upon me from outside parties. And I'm very honored to mention that and I impart that to you. So I'm excited to share with you in one of the upcoming episodes a story about the transaction that almost killed me. And I don't exaggerate that in the least because that was quite something um, that nearly killed me. And when I tell you the story, you'll realize why. So I will share that then to tell you just how far I will go for something that wasn't my responsibility to do. But because I volunteered to help, I wanted to make sure I made good upon my word. And I did. So that story is coming. So stay tuned for that. Like, share, and subscribe. Share this show with everybody that you know so you can be in the know about real estate, about life, encouragement, and motivationals that are coming up soon as well. So you're going to hear motivational Mondays, so to speak. There'll be those moments as well. And I really hope to encourage you in your life goals, whether it's not even in real estate that's not the point but i just know that real estate can work for you you can do so much in real estate and whatever tools and tricks and and traits that i show you here on the show you can apply to your career even outside of this so one last plug in before we wrap this episode up uh, if you're in real estate already or are looking into expand your real estate portfolio via rental income property there's an event coming up that i recommend that you go to this one's also free it's going to be at the long beach convention center it's called the landlords conference this one is hosted by the apartments owners association so you can learn more about the event at www.aoausa.com aoausa.com and find out more about this event there and be able to register there it's free you just pay for parking this event just has so much more if you missed the science of real estate this is the bigger event it happens twice a year and it's about the latest news that's happening that affects home ownership in california about the latest available services that come to you and of course there's vendors of all sorts that provide services and products for your buildings so if you're looking into getting to property management or if you're looking to expand your rental income this is the place you want to be i've been to the two events last year and so looking forward to going again mark your calendars april 17th learn more www.aoausa.com the landlord conference in long beach california if you're lucky enough you're running to me at the event so i look forward to seeing you there as well all right that's it for this episode so remember if you have questions about real estate go ahead email me at andres at segoviares.com that's andres at segoviares.com you can also hit me up on the socials on facebook and instagram same handle at the andres segovia that's at the andres segovia Twitter underscore Andres Segovia. You can hit me up your questions there. Is that hey Andres? I got this question about real estate. Your question could be featured on this program, or it could make for an entire episode altogether. And of course, you'll get your shout out. So that does it for this episode. I'll see you on the next one.